Barclays and the U.S. Justice Department are engaged in a legal battle over the suspected fraudulent sale of mortgage securities a decade ago. But is there a settlement in the offing? In the offing? They've reopened negotiations about an out-of-court settlement at the request of the London Bank, according to people with knowledge of the situation. Joining us is Professor Robert Hockett of Cornell University Law School. Bob, let's begin with the lawsuit itself. Tell us about it. Yeah, so, so the suit is, in a certain sense, kind of familiar, at least as far as the content of it goes, right? The claim is that Barclays uh, quite cavalierly uh, sold uh, defective mortgage-backed securities uh, to its various customers, uh, and that it financed, uh, indeed, uh, the extending of mortgage loans to uh, people who are very bad risks. So it's essentially a kind of classic sort of securities fraud-type claim or wire fraud-type claim, um, quite a, a great deal like uh, many other such cases or, or suits that we heard about uh, in the years past. What was sort of different about this one was essentially the sort of tardiness with which it was filed. Uh, this wasn't filed until uh, last December uh, and in the essentially the waning days of the Obama uh, Justice Department. Well, Bob, other lenders negotiated settlements worth tens of billions of dollars in penalties overall rather than risk litigation. Deutsche Bank paid $7.2 billion. But people familiar with the situation say Barclays was was willing to pay no more than $2 billion to settle the matter, while the Justice Department reportedly demanded $5 billion. What are some of the possible reasons that Barclays preferred having the government sue it? Well, there seem to be two possibilities, at least, that, that come to my mind. Uh, the first is that Barclays actually believed what it said at the time, uh, which was that, well, look, we didn't do nearly as much of this kind of thing uh, as the other banks did, and we certainly didn't do anything nearly as much as the um, uh, American banks did. Uh, and so the, settle the kind of settlement that would be reasonable for us uh, should be much lower than were the settlements for other American banks especially, but also uh, uh, other European banks, including uh, Deutsche Bank. Um, so that was that was one, I think. I mean, if they believed that when they said it, then that might be one reason. They might have been standing on principle. Uh, a second possibility is that because the suit in their case uh, was sort of looming fairly late in the game, uh, and by which I mean late in the, in the time of the Obama administration, they might very well have been guessing or betting that they could actually do better with a Trump to Justice Department in any event, because that department doesn't seem to have been quite as zealous uh, about uh, pursuing securities fraud-type matters, although it must be said that the Obama DOJ wasn't particularly zealous about this either. Barclays asked a federal judge in Brooklyn to dismiss the case this month. Now, in April, the judge skeptically urged Barclays to settle rather than request the case dismissal. So is that a clear signal or fairly clear signal that they're unlikely to win dismissal of the government's suit? Yeah, I think that's a very uh, that's not, that's not a particularly ambiguous signal. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, and, and there was one other signal that came out as well, and that was that the Trump DOJ contested right that particular request, right that particular motion to dismiss was contested by the Trump DOJ, uh, and that itself might also have come as something of a surprise to Barclays, because again, it, you know, one leading. Uh, theory, I suppose, as to what Barclays is thinking is that, uh, or at least what, what they were thinking, is that they were probably thinking that they would actually, uh, again, fare better uh, under a Trump DOJ. And that doesn't seem to be happening for them. So they seem to be uh, reassessing partly on that basis. And Bob, the bank and its chief executive officer are also under scrutiny in the UK, the bank by the Serious Fraud Office and Jess mm -hmm. Daly by the Financial Conduct Authority. What's mm -hmm. happening there? 
Well, that's still in, in progress. Uh, and, and you might recall, we talked a little while back about other charges that have been brought against Barclays uh, back at home by those U.K. Uh, offices. So uh, Barclays has been implicated. And again, I, I have to stress that's not to say that they've been you know, found guilty, but, but uh, they have been implicated in a, a number of scandals in, in recent years. Uh, and so they're still, you know, under active investigation in the U.K., partly for mortgage fraud uh, type matters of the kind that um, are the subject of the current DOJ negotiations, uh, but also for other ones as well. So have those lawsuits and the different situations Barclays is facing contributed to its decline in stock this year? And might that be moving Barclays also toward a settlement. Well, yeah, I, and that's a great a great point, and I think that's a, an, another very important piece of the story here, right? So, as, as you know, um, the stock, I guess, Barclays stock has declined something like eighteen percent over the past year. Um, uh, in particular, uh, after uh, yesterday, right, when they reported a, a significant decline in their trading revenue, I think 30, 31%. So the fact that uh, the firm is not doing so well in the market at the, point, at the moment, uh, and the fact that uncertainty looming over it when it comes to uh, litigation, uh, both in the UK and here in the US, uh, on the part of actual law enforcement authorities, probably isn't a welcome situation for them to be in. And I'm sure at this point, they'd be really happy to kind of get it behind them as quickly as they can just to get rid of the uncertainty. Always great to have you on the show, Bob. I appreciate your candor. That's Robert Hockett, professor at Cornell University Law School. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, the tech giants now occupy the top five spots in the ranks of the largest U.S. companies by market capitalization. But for the first time in decades, lawmakers are putting up some barriers. 